This is the Infinite Podcast with me, Einstein Robbe. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm going to say some, I hope, a bit interesting uh, things, I hope, about how to look stupid and be happy with it. The theme of the week is predictability. And uh, what does it mean to be predictable? Uh, are we too predictable as a species? Are YouTube living a life that is too predictable and boring? We need some variation in our life and we need some stability in our life. Without adventure, you're going to die. But without some safety, life is going to be really, really tough. So, without further ado, um, I just uh, invite you to enjoy this episode. What's the weather like today where you are? Don't you think the weather is a kind of um, um, gray today or something, something? You know, it's something like, I, uh, I don't remember who said it, but someone said it recently in my life that um, talking about the weather when you meet a stranger actually isn't such a bad thing. Um, I've been used to thinking of it as something predictable and something really boring. Um, I've had some pride in this in the this thing because I I came from a, a reality where I was used to telling myself the story of being a shy person that didn't know how to, to run a conversation. So, asking about the weather or mentioning the weather seemed like seems like uh, cheating or something not good. So yeah, but but it is actually a strength, you know, to be able to talk about the things that really are central in everyone's experience. The weather is uh, something really safe to talk about because everyone has a relationship to it. Emotions and uh, other things like sex or sexual stuff or, you know, this, these other parts of ourselves or talking about pooping or peeing or, you know, something like we still have in common, but for some reason it's a little bit different. Okay, so what is the, 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 the topic of predictability being predictable is really interesting. In this episode, I'm going to um, tell you at the end of the episode the perfect formula, how to look stupid and be happy about it. And what I mean by that is that what often holds us back is the idea of certainty, the idea of value of fitting in or fitting out or whatever it is that is some kind of ground rules in your life of how you are not going to hurt someone or not going to hurt yourself because here it is point one 
make sure you get the best experience. That means you don't want to get hurt. Listen carefully. You don't want to get hurt. Also, this is the same thing when, when you talk about not hurting someone's feelings. Why is it important to you that you're not hurting someone else's feelings? Because if you feel that you have hurt, the, hurt them, you are going to be hurt. It all comes back to you. No matter how amazing you are, no matter how carefully you have been putting together your reality of being a good person, this idea itself of being a good person, of caring about someone, it comes back to you that you don't want to get hurt. So selfishness uh, kind of camouflages itself in so many different interesting ways. And I'm not saying that that's the only way, that, like that's the only reason for, uh, for you doing what you do. I, I, I do believe in, in the, the common denominator holding us together, the basic humanity within us that really care for, for everything. Like care for the planet, care for uh, the human species, care for everything alive. That's that's a completely level. That's love. That's the essence of life. That's everything, right? So that's one layer. But on, I'm talking about um, a different layer now. That is how we see ourselves in this bigger picture. We'd like to be... predictable in the sense of yeah I, I I made a list now of the different things I could come up with I asked my girlfriend as well what is predictability what kind of things do we do in our daily life and you know what she said we always kiss when we meet when we have been separate and come back together and meet again we have this thing we kiss and say hello and ask about the day or whatever. And yeah, that's kind of predictable. <coughs> that's predictable. And over time, that can be even boring, you know, because it's, it's repeating itself. It's repeating the same, um, the same thing over and over again. It comes from this good intention uh, of wanting something good wanting to to either please the other person or or show that you care all these different things and so we we create a life where we we become predictable if we hold on to these ideas other predictabilities is like i need a job because i want to pay my bills I need a steady income. I want a good health, so I take care of my body because of this or that. There is this other thing like crazy stories in your head. As I mentioned in the beginning, I come from a background where I had all these stories in my head running about me being a shy person. That meant I had a standard, I had a judgment on what it meant to be a shy person, which I didn't want to be. 
and what it meant to be a successful person, um, a likable person, um, a social person that someone would like, accept, respect, and love. So I had a lot of ideas about what I couldn't do and what I had to do in order to live up to that idea. I tried to create a, a life with no roadblocks, with nothing in my way of being successful and safe. Safety is my next keyword here. You know, it is even predictable sometimes to try as hard as you can to live up to this idea that you need an education to earn money and to be able to provide for your family, for your relationship, for your lifestyle, to buy a home, to get a car, to get some kids, running around and have a dog and, you know, getting married. All these different things that are unwritten uh, rules in society. And if you just follow them and you do a good job, you'll be safe. You'll have enough, you'll be enough, and everything will be taken care of. You have arrived at the smooth place. The smooth place where everything is smooth. And from that point on, nothing needs ever to be changed again. The only problem with that place is that it doesn't really exist. You can live your whole life trying to reach that place. And you can even arrive there, realizing that there is nothing there. There is nothing there. Different people have different stories about this. I have my own story. I built a career and built a company. I had everything. I had everything I thought I wanted. But I wasn't happy. But I had reached the top of my game. I had a business in the Norwegian television industry. I had employees. I earned money, or so it seemed on the outside. It was always a struggle to pay the bills, but still I had this, I had this, re, I had realized this dream of building this huge castle in order to make people really accept me for who I was. The only challenge was that there wasn't really anything inside of that castle. It was empty, lonely, and full of you know dark rooms without lights, uh, confusion, frustration, just this general feeling of being lost. Because I had built a dream and realized there was nothing inside of the dream. So what do you do then? Okay, uh, I'm, I'm trying to kind of, I'm trying to make this episode a bit predictable, staying to uh, kind of holding myself to a script, some notes that I put in um, before I started. I realized that's really hard to follow notes when you're on a flow or 
trying to go through all these things you want to talk about. <sighs> Have you ever experienced that? That you are showing up in a situation and you've prepared yourself to death. Meaning, you have been thinking about what you're going to do. Maybe this is a, even a, it can be a, an interview at the new job. Or it can be a, a date with someone you just met. Or it can also even be hanging out with a friend, but having an agenda for the evening. It can be a meeting at work. It can be really anything. And you have worried a bit or made notes and or prepared yourself, uh, try, try to figure out the key points you want to, uh, to bring into the conversation. And when you arrived at the conversation, you either kept holding on to those notes, those ideas, those uh, expectations, or you realized that, yeah, that was a good preparation. I needed that. But now, I have done everything I could. The only thing that uh, remains is me showing up in this moment and trusting that that will be enough. You don't use your notes. You don't create your notes to use them in that meeting. You don't create your you don't do your preparation to use the preparation work in the moment you create the preparation work so that your head is structured clear and relaxed when you show up in the moment I have some notes in front of me here and there is different sentences on it and different ideas. And I realize if I'm going to follow that script, this is not going to work very well. And I'm still holding on to it a bit, to be honest. So, okay, I'm continuing. Um, I've realized more and more in my life now, after I've been working on myself so much over the years... That it's like I tend to be less and less um, stressed out in, in advance of like before something happens. I can show up in a situation without thinking so much what to say or what to do. Um, versus before, like five, six years ago, I if I knew I was going to a meeting or if I knew I was going on a date or whatever, I could worry about it for days in advance, trying to figure out what would be the best approach, uh, like Google my head out on the internet to find answers and strategies, ideas, whatever it is to the context it had, had to deal, do with. But now I realize that... Um, Everything that is required from me in the moment is to be me. So there isn't really that much to prepare. What it is about is to, to trust, to show up, and to see what kind of gift can I give to the world in this situation. 
How can I serve the person next to me? How can I bring in my ex my essence, my expression of who I am, contribute to this meeting, making it wonderful? And that's a huge shift. It's a huge, huge shift. So we have this idea that if we could just be certain enough, everything will go smooth. And what's really interesting about that is that if you do not understand that concept entirely, you will get so completely lost. It will become so predictable. Just imagine if you're in a relationship and you're having sex. Just imagine if, if sex was like clockwork, like, okay, at 10 p.m., Every night or every Thursday or every Friday or whatever, we have sex for about 10 minutes and we have these uh, positions shifting through them and uh, everyone orgasms and uh, everyone is happy and that's it. Now we had sex. It means we're going to be happy. There is an intention to that that comes from a good intention that you care about the other person you care about the relationship you care about all these things only what you don't realize is that you're creating a routine that kills everything and sex is such an amazing example because it is easy to realize that that sounds quite, quite boring not so easy always to realize the same thing goes with life. If it becomes routine, you're getting lost because you don't make life the dance that it can be. And the biggest thing that has shifted for me in any kind of situation and this actually Eckhart Tolle told me, um, not personally, but through one of his books. Being present. Wow, no, 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 no. That wasn't Eckhart Tolle, but he was also onto the same topic. Anyway, who said it was uh, Paulo Coelho in one of his books. That repetition or routine only gets boring when you're not present. And what that means is doing the same thing every single day is fucking boring. Of course, everyone can understand that's boring. But if you do it with presence, it's a new thing every day. And only for the tired mind would it look the same? So Eckhart Tolle was coming up in this uh, in these thoughts as well because one of the things that I really understood by one of his books was this thing with uh, washing the dishes. Actually, for me, I hated washing the dishes before. It was the worst thing because it was so boring and it took a lot of time 
and it was meaningless, you know. And uh, in one of his books, he he taught, he was teaching this technique or this this mindset, I would rather say, of using a situation like that to train yourself to be more present. So if you go down to the kitchen and you start washing the dishes in the old-fashioned way, what happens if you start observing what is actually happening? If you feel the brush cleaning the dishes, you can feel the sound, the pressure, every kind of sensation from that. You can even also look for the silence within what you're doing. If you're not used to it, this, it might sound stupid or might sound meaningless. But the moment you get a, like a little, little, a little flash of the experience of being present with it, you're going to know what I'm talking about. And you're going to, like me, fall in love with washing the dishes. It is an amazing experience. And just imagine when you can bring that into sex, you can bring that into creativity at work, you can bring that into adventure in life, being an explorer in your own life, observing, experimenting, and taking some new chances. You can't be prepared for life. And I think in the design, if you call it God or whatever you call it, I think that's part of the meaning. You can't really prepare. The, the analytic mind using images, patterns and everything to understand and to make sense of it all, it's a tool. It is not the truth. You can use it as a tool to grow, to show up, to get the experience and then see, okay, how can I change this into something even better? Like now, listening to this podcast is my deepest desire that you get some kind of insight from this. So my next thing, I'm, I'm getting closer to the end now, is where my English... Uh, spoken words are kind of sometimes getting stuck <laughs> variation that was a different difficult word variation yeah that's something you also need because if you're getting too stuck into a pattern into something so predictable you're going to be bored to death and if you believe so deeply in that pattern, like, okay, back to relationships. If you have adopted all the rules of society of how a relationship should work, how you uh, have to live up to certain roles, to certain ways of being, to certain you know, patterns, in order to make the other person happy, in order to be happy yourself, and you follow all these rules, and you kind of lost, you lose your own integrity, you lose your own uh, playfulness, you lose, the adventure is gone and everything, right? 
where do you think this thing about cheating comes from? Do you think everyone that cheats in life is kind of an idiot? Uh, and I'm talking about both sexes now. Do you think they are stupid people that doesn't have rules and uh, morality for themselves? Of course no. What it's really about is the sense of aliveness. If you're not alive, at some point you're either going to be dead, and I'm, I'm talking about alive as in... Um, taking yourself seriously, listening to your own desires, your own intuition, your own direction in life, without just giving in to everyone else's needs. Which is a good thing too sometimes, but then it needs to be a balance there. If you're doing that you're, all the time, you're going to lose yourself or either be dead and be the, you know, I'm a man, so I have this, I had references of men. It's like you can, you can either be the the man that just is bossed around by his wife and have no opinions about any, anything, or and you you got maybe get stuck there and you get fat and ugly and you get miserable and totally unhappy, but you're pretending to to be happy because you're holding on to all these ideas, but you have no masculinity left in your body. And the only reason why your wife is so bossy is because you have lost yourself. So someone needs to take the responsibility. Someone needs to lead the relationship. You can't blame uh, one of them. It is, a, it is a play that is playing itself out with two people. So the other factor that can happen is that you pretend everything is okay, but you're not willing to die. So you make another choice, which is go out and find adventure variety I still can't say that word <laughs> variation somewhere else just to feel fucking alive okay so um, maybe cheating is not the perfect example but if it is a good example because it has to do with moral morality and being a, a decent person and having integrity and everything but we do all these things also in other parts of our lives that we kind of cheat ourselves more than we cheat someone else because we are holding on to one set of rules of how life works but we can't live up to it because it doesn't really work because we have forgotten to listen to our own needs and when i talk about needs i, I don't i don't need need in the sense of you need to go out there to have sex with someone because you need to have sex no that's not the point the point is that you need adventure you need aliveness and you need to be in touch with yourself. That's a deep, deep need for everyone. You can pretend for a while it's not there, but it will kind of find you in some way or another. Okay, I'm at the end of this episode, and I promised you uh, that I would have, that I had a formula for how to look stupid and be happy. Okay. I don't really have a formula, but I'm, I'm going to make one up right now. Okay. Number one. Invite everything into your life. Every experience, every feeling, every sensation. That means be present with what is right now. 
don't try to change it, but say, thank you. This is here to help me. Whatever ha is happening to you. It can be something you would label as good, or it can be something labeled as difficult, whatever it is. Invite it in and say, thank you. Number two, understand that failure means an invitation to grow. So this is why every experience, every sensation, everything is something good for you if you allow it to be so. Respect and get to know your deeper desires, your human needs. And I, with that, I mean every kind of thing. Like, if you have a desire that is not okay society-wise, it can be anything. Or it's not okay, you think, by the people around you. You cannot push it away. You need to look into what it is. And also, you need to look into what is actually calling for you. In the sense that when an experience is of missing something, of lacking something, is calling you out, you have to be brave and start looking into that, what that actually is. Not just qualify it as um, unreasonable or stupid. Because stupidity doesn't change the world. Everything is an invitation if you do not judge it as stupid. I invite you to see that life is happening for you, not to you, as something you need to resist, fight against, or get away from. Too many people walking this earth secretly want not to be here, or unconsciously don't want to be here. So here's the real formula. Make the choice of showing up every day to what is here right now. Dare to look stupid and dare to be happy. You are allowed to be happy, no matter what. You don't need a justified reason. You don't need to be better than someone else to be happy. You don't need to, to be sad because someone else is happy. No, uh, I mean, sad because someone else is sad. You don't need to fit into anything because if you can say, I am here, I choose life and I choose to be happy. I choose to be whatever arises right now. That's how you change the world. That's how you don't really care if you look stupid because you understand that failure doesn't really exist. If I dare to be me, that's the way I can serve everyone around me because I give them permission to be themselves. If you allow yourself to be you, you give other people room, permission to be the same. And by being ourselves, we can bring in more of what we are, which is the point of being here anyway, right? At least that, that's what I think. And that's what... How could it be another, any other way than the point of life being that you were supposed to be the best version you could be 
of you. I love you, my friend. Take the chance. Take the leap of faith. Choose life. You've been listening to the Infinite Podcast with Ulf Tenderity <laughs> and me, Estein Rabbe. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. And, um, yeah, or on Facebook or... Yeah, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and also, we've now made a Patreon account. Yes. So if you like this podcast and uh, would like to support us, go to Patreon and check out our Infinite podcast site there. Um, your support would... Well, yeah, it would make really it appreciate possible this. for us to to make more podcasts it takes a lot of time we enjoy it so much to do it uh, but we also have you know regular jobs to pay the bills and our dream is to be able to do this full time yeah and, this, um, this is our full time and this we're taking our full time baby time. steps uh, yeah. towards that dream and we want to make more episodes and uh, continue to share it with you so that would be great. Actually, I realized when we talk about it, we haven't even explained what Patreon actually is. So, we'll Yeah, it's like a s- support site where you can um, support uh, a, uh, well, a business or, a, artist or an artist or whatever. Creator um, that makes something. With, um, I guess, like monthly um, donations. Could yeah. be like from a dollar and upwards. Yeah. Right? So uh, anything would be would be great. We would be so thankful, and, and you would be thankful because we're doing yeah. this for you. Yeah, and it actually gives it's um, it's a good feeling sometimes to actually help the things you care about. So if you're listening to uh, to us and you you care <laughs> care about us, <laughs> but I mean I mean seriously, it, it's it's uh, it's a good thing to to contribute to the things that. That that matters to you, so yeah, that will we're not asking you to to uh, to pay unless you actually want to see this podcast uh, grow and and uh, yeah unfold into to what it's about to become. Infinite greatness. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>